Please note our website has changed to riskcommentary.ca. You're listening to the Risk Commentary Podcast. Are you responsible for managing risk but feel frustrated with a confused process? Your host, Edward Robertson, has helped clients not only face uncertainty, but also solve chronic business problems by using clear methods with a minimal footprint. Do it right, and your people will smile, love the risk process, and invite you back. Stay tuned to find out how. This is Episode 19, Opportunity and Innovation. Today we'll discuss opportunity as it was conceived in the earlier stages of ERM discourse. We'll try to make sense of it as a real practice, and this will quickly lead us to a discussion of innovation, which is where I feel the whole concept really leads us. So to begin, you might see in ERM discourse, still uh, in various publications by uh, accounting firms or by, from government sources or from um, other institutions, um, that somehow within enterprise risk management, we have to manage the upside of risk. We have to manage opportunity. And when this was first um, being promulgated, it wasn't really explained what was meant. So speculating on the origin of this term, it seems to me to be yet another bit of vocabulary that comes from the world of financial management that means something uh, within financial management and investment, but when it's translated to the world of enterprise risk management, we have to interpret it and apply it somehow, and that's uh, rarely, if ever, explained how. This we encountered with risk appetite and risk tolerance, and now the same thing with um, the upside of risk and opportunity. So, Fairly obviously, in the world of finance, if you invest in a risky stock, something that is highly volatile, the risk of loss is considerable, and at the same time, the risk of a great gain is also considerable. Therefore, there's a so-called upside to the risk. And then shifting over to the idea of opportunity, how is opportunity encountered? Well, if you're conducting risk assessment on a given program or project, and you identify some uncertainty that could lead to uh, an unfavorable result, but then in the same discussion, identify some advantage that might flow, might flow from that same uh, occurrence in the, in the future, then this presumably is the upside of a risk, something that has to be seized and developed. So what that means is you cannot take the item that represents an opportunity and enter it into the risk register. That would be nonsensical because the risks are all uh, oriented in such a way as uh, to identify uncertainty and negative outcomes for the project, whereas the opportunity, the idea of a new thing to be developed, has to be taken offline and managed as a separate project uh, entirely divorced from the uh, risk ID exercise and then it will have to be reconciled with whatever planning you might have done. So there we see that the idea of opportunity is quite problematic when it comes to incorporating it into the world of identifying uncertainty in administrative programs, simply because first, the ideas of opportunity are going to come up only at random in a sort of a haphazard way, not in any predictable or regular way, and secondly, because, as I mentioned, you're going to have to incorporate, if that idea for opportunity is indeed seized upon and developed, it's going to have to be reconciled with all of the previous planning. 
So, in conclusion, if we're not investing in a stock in the publicly traded stock market, and if we're not content with the idea of simply encountering opportunity that was really discovered just by chance, by virtue of the fact that someone identified a risk that happened to include in it um, a potential gain, then the question arises, how are we going to manage opportunity? The only answer that makes sense to me is to actively seek for opportunity in a dedicated exercise and then develop the ideas from there. And what that is is simply another name for innovation. This problem bothered me sufficiently uh, several years ago, and I was asked about it in workshops time and again to such an extent that um, I decided to go back to the drawing board uh, research uh, opportunity and, as I say, it led me to the idea of innovation and I uh, ended up building an online course with Risk and Insurance Management Society. Since that time, I've put up two other online offerings, one of them free, and I'll get to a description of these courses a little bit later in this episode. Well, if I'm correct in conceptualizing opportunity for enterprise risk management, as leading us to the idea of innovation, then we see that, first of all, innovation is already an established field. It's a vast field with a considerable history, training, literature, and its own set of practices, concepts, terminology, and so on. I think all of this is entirely within the reach of risk managers. And also, it really speaks to the idea of branching out. In other words, there's been some discussion about having multiple roles or an expanded horizon for the risk manager so that this person in, in this job role is going to be involved in strategic discussions, is going to be involved in company management, and will therefore take on ex an expanded role and no longer be restricted to a role of a subset within enterprise risk management for example, uh, health and safety or claims or managing the insurance portfolio or something like that. No, it seems that risk managers are looked upon to actually participate in management from a strategic standpoint. And this whole idea of managing opportunity through an innovation program really fulfills that expectation. So in considering the idea of managing opportunity, managing an innovation program, the risk manager will undoubtedly first have a concern about his or her own personal creativity. But the essential point there is to realize that the risk manager is acting as a facilitator, someone who's bringing together the right people around the table and walking them through a structured process. Now, of course, there's room for expanding our consciousness, expanding our, our capacities and investigating personal creativity. But that is not the first requirement of the risk manager in managing innovation. Another common concern is that the risk manager simply doesn't have the time to devote to a new activity. So a lot can be said on this point with regard to how companies can repurpose time to their advantage. And the third main concern that I've seen come up is that people feel that they just don't have the methods. And that's kind of the value of the courses because I've done the research and distilled the methods so that they're accessible. So these basic points that are really the concern commonly of the risk manager considering innovation are the subject of the free innovation course that I created. It's called Innovation, How Can My Organization Get Started? When I did the initial research in innovation, I discerned a pattern in the outcomes that practitioners were getting. And so I thought I would set them out in kind of a structured schema. That way you can consider uh, or speculate or visualize what sort of results you might be after. So the first level of benefit from innovation 
could be called compliance. In other words, you're simply trying to uh, make sure that your risk management practice is in compliance to the regulatory framework or the set of rules that you've got set up. The second level of benefit would be the active support of plan goals and objectives. So you're innovating some sort of practice that will support the goals and objectives you've already formulated. The third level of benefit could actually be a new uh, source of income, uh, some sort of value creation through income streams or a profit center or efficiencies, something like that. The fourth level of benefit that I saw practitioners getting was to actually reinvent the industry practice by virtue of investigating something that was wrong, something that was uh, broken in in their own field. They could start to um, create a solution that was of wider Uh, notoriety or benefit for the industry at large. And finally, there's a level of benefit discernible as community or wider social change. And this description is fitting if the nature of the innovation is really of wider benefit for society at large and not limited to just the industry. So once you start going down this road, I think you'll find that the possibilities, um, well, there, there are two things. First of all, they're much richer than you might have imagined. And secondly, they're much more uh, accessible and discoverable and feasible than you might have imagined. You probably remember in our earlier discussions of risk assessment how practitioners have sometimes gone down the wrong road by taking an informal or ad hoc approach to risk ID. And for that reason, you know, we looked at the idea of high quality risk assessment, which has more structure and uh, expertise built into it. Similarly, with innovation, we don't want to simply imagine that it's getting around the table and having a brainstorm. Brainstorming has a specific function, and maybe that's one of the tools, but we want to uh, approach it with a little more sophistication. So there's many ways to do what they call ideation, in other words, to generate uh, novel ideas. Then you'll have to assess the candidate projects along a few different dimensions. First of all, um, the strategic import or the potential profitability of a given idea. And then that balanced with the resources required to go into it to develop it. And then the level of uncertainty that is attached to the project by virtue of the fact that it might require something um, rather new that has to be researched and developed. And that's the interesting point about innovation. It doesn't necessarily imply that it's something original, absolutely original, and patentable, for example. It could simply be some sort of practice, product, or development, or arrangement that is new to the organization. Now, that might answer a question that might have been floating at the back of your mind. That is, uh, does innovation necessarily imply new technology? In the popular discourse on innovation, technology is featured very highly. That's just the nature of the society we live in. And yet, It's really, uh, first of all, unnecessary to introduce new technology to uh, have it qualify or even be beneficial as an innovation. And the second point is that if you are going to use technology, and here I'm speaking, of course, about computer technology and information technology primarily to constitute your new innovation program, then I have to issue a warning. Technology implementations fail at a notoriously high rate or they underdeliver and they're hugely expensive. And it seems that people are not learning the lessons uh, in IT implementation that were actually solved uh, many years ago. I'm not sure why that is. It simply doesn't seem to be making its way into the the body of knowledge for, for managers these days. And I already have several posts on that score, which I have up, and I'll give a link to that in the show notes. There's also an extended discussion of the use of technology in innovation in uh, two of the online courses that I'm referring to. 
So I would say that on balance, some of the work in innovation for the risk manager is going to be familiar and some will be unfamiliar. If you've been following my methods so far for planning and enterprise risk management, then you know that I like to uh, focus on the strategic identity of the organization to assess its internal assets, its strengths, and so on, and use that as a basis for um, developing further plans. And it's the same thing in innovation. But what is unfamiliar to you probably um, are the techniques that have to do with creativity, ideation, developing new ideas, uh, discovering sources of innovation, and really just understanding all the various ways that innovation is possible, both looking out to the world of the client or the customer, and then looking internally to one's processes. And I encourage you to take a look at that because so often our our idea of innovation is restricted simply to new products and services or technology. And those are not the only uh, types of innovation that can be really beneficial. I should mention too something about process. Quite similar to the process of risk assessment and planning, the participatory exercises in innovation can be really beneficial for the company because it involves uh, the input from people who don't normally get heard from, who might have a whole wealth of, of knowledge and expertise that you can tap. And at the same time, it builds a common spirit, a common drive. It makes people feel that they're actually working as a team towards a common end. One important idea in innovation, apart from being able to simply generate the candidate projects, is to know how to implement them, understanding what motivates people and how to introduce novelty into the organization with the best chance of success. And these principles of successful program implementation are so important to uh, pay attention to because of the high program failure rate in, in all domains. Finally, I can say that there's scarcely anything more rewarding as a risk manager than to lead a team to build innovative solutions that move the company forward. That is really probably the best experience that I've ever had as a risk manager. So the online courses are, first of all, innovation. How can my organization get started? It's an introductory course. It's free. It should take um, probably about half an hour to get through, maybe even less. And it's great for an introduction to basic concepts. The second is called Innovation, How to Find the Right Projects and Make Them Work, and as the title implies, it's a full immersion into the whole methodology. So I encourage you to take a look at these materials and consider how you can expand your role and expand your horizons and get much more job satisfaction in your risk management career. And remember, if you're somewhat hesitant, we always approach a new management practice like innovation in a way that is gradual, incremental, and low risk. Thank you for listening. Please note our website has changed to riskcommentary.ca. Visit today for episode transcripts as well as books and online courses. That's riskcommentary.ca.